You're listening to ayahuascapodcast.com. Trae naina con la vida, vida de la baila, cura con la guaira, limpia, limpia, taita, vibrando con la hualca. So Mia Oliver here, who is a client from our previous retreat, um, I invited him here because I really like the way he describes his ayahuasca experience, which is uh, pretty amazing. Like, uh, whenever I come to to explain what I felt, it just kind of sounds like it was nice and um, it was transformative, but I, I'm hard to find, I, I, I'm always struggling to find words that are like deep and descriptive and like he seems to know those those words. So I invited him here to stay a couple of days after the retreat so we can just create some content and uh, chat to one another maybe something valuable will come out that will benefit you watching that on the other side. So we were just talking here, same setup, just looking in the other direction. <coughs> and so like why don't why don't we why don't we capture it? We were talking about my story, like where how I started yeah. and uh, I cannot just sit to uh, talk to camera alone, but when somebody's asking me those questions and we when we go back and forth then it can really work. Uh, yeah so how no, it's, it's, a bad, it's a bad start. Let's start with you. Like, why are you here? How did you end up here? And what happened to you in the last wow. week? <laughs> How I ended up here is actually quite an interesting story in itself. I, uh, so I came, I came to, uh, well, to start at the very beginning, I had this, always had this like deep desire to, to take ayahuasca from when I started traveling at the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic, I came to South America specifically because I wanted to take my sort of spiritual seeking to another level and thinking that ayahuasca was going to help that. Long story short, it didn't happen, things got in the way, borders got closed, and I came back to South America this time, uh, kind of on a bit of a, like a, an impromptu decision. I was traveling with my girlfriend in Turkey at the time and there was a moment that I remember that we'll both remember very clearly and we were sat having a few drinks uh, on a beach in Fatier and as I'd had a few drinks I loosened up and got more in touch and with my emotions and was speaking about my emotions and I, the more honest I, I became with her and myself I realized like the depth of my depression, like I was really sort of in a low place and I'd been in a low place for a while and it was something that I hadn't really, it was like even the word depression was like a dirty word, it was almost like something to be ashamed of, like I would never say it out loud, I would never sort of sit down and look someone in the eye and honestly say listen I'm struggling, I'm, I'm, I've got depression and and maybe there was a lot of self-denial as well, but this moment I was able to get in touch with it and it was like, shit, you know what, things are actually really bad for me, like, and it made no sense because I've got a good life, I've got a, a girlfriend who loves me, I've got a beautiful family, I'm fortunate enough to be able to travel around and enjoy myself, so it's like, why, why would I be depressed, like... If I can interrupt you for a second, of course. you just said exactly the same thing that brought me back to Ayahuasca because I already tried it before yeah, and yeah. I was here in this beautiful paradise of a place, I don't know if you can see, but uh, we're in the outskirts of the Medellin and the, the weather here is amazing, it's a paradise, I have a beautiful wife and at that moment uh, I was, um, she was pregnant with our first son, 
things are good, you know, I had enough income to sort of pay for, for everything and not have to work. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a dream come true. Yeah. But I was depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, I had this moment and I was like, am I depressed? Like, why am I feeling so bad yeah. emotionally? Yeah, yeah. Same thing, like, yeah. there is no reason. Yeah, and that's a confusing thing. It's like, it, it, rationally, there, it doesn't make any rational sense. Like, I've got all these things that are supposed to be the good life and... and the sort of the, the keys for happiness and yeah it sounds like we we've, we've experienced the exact I have same an idea thing. I have an idea why this happens so you as, as far as I understand you also have a source of passive income right yeah, yeah yeah so you don't have this struggle that most people have to just barely survive Fortunately, and when yeah. you come to this point where you don't have to barely survive and you yeah. start asking your questions like not like what am I gonna eat tomorrow yeah, but yeah, like yeah. why am I here yeah, and what is it all about yeah this is where it kicks in. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You, you, you have no distractions exactly. yeah. in the form yeah, of work yeah, yeah. to just face yourself. Exactly. So it can you be a blessing like, and a curse. Because it's like something is wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So what happened after that moment? It was a moment that in that, mo in that moment of just exposing myself there, it was like, it was realizing how bad it was it's like something has to change and i was like i know what i need to do i need to go to peru i need to take ayahuasca it just came into my head and like it wasn't a new idea but maybe something deep down knew that that's what i needed to do and so i sort of got the wheels moving pretty quick i booked a flight to peru and within four weeks we'd, we'd gone home but well we'd gone back to england and flying we were flying to peru we were both supposed to come together, but then we didn't because uh, my girlfriend realized how much she missed and needed to be at home with the family because uh, we'd been traveling for a while. And uh, so I ended up coming on my own and I had already in mind where I was going to go. I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to disrespect anyone or, or cast a sort of... Uh, negativity on anyone else's work but I had a particular shaman who I knew I wanted to go and see probably for the wrong reasons like there was a podcaster who I was following who had a really transformative experience at this place I didn't know personally anyone that had been to this place and drank and that was kind of one of my rules that wherever I drank I needed to know someone personally so I kind of broke my rule in that regard uh I went went to this experience. It was my first time drinking ayahuasca, and uh, first ceremony was interesting. It was my first time in a ceremony. It was interesting, but also kind of strange, like weird, like nothing like the ceremonies that we experienced when you've got beautiful music and singing. This was like lots of like weird noises like insect noises lots of like throaty like i'm not going to try and recreate the noises because i'll fail but it it just put a funny vibe in in, in the air and uh one thing that's kind of relevant to the story is this was probably a bad omen in itself literally two minutes before we we're about to drink ayahuasca for the first time in this first ceremony there was a, some rustling outside there was like a noise Sorry, we had, to, we had to interrupt the recording because uh, we had to move the venue to avoid the noise. Uh, you were saying uh, something about the snake? 
Ah, yeah. So, uh, long story short, I had a bad experience, and uh, one of the factors of the bad experience was just before we had the first ceremony, there was a knock on the door, and uh, we were asked if we wanted to see a really poisonous snake, in the shaman's words. And so I was like, yeah, why not? We're in the Amazon jungle, and expecting maybe there was one outside slithering through the grass that we could have a quick look at. And then this girl brings a two meter, thicker than my bicep, Bushmaster snake that she's got on a rope with the head cut off. And it's sort of like leading onto the uh, porch of the Maloka. And it's like, just this, it's really shocking. I've never seen anything like that. And like one of the poisonous, most poisonous snakes in the world apparently. So this, this is something that I witnessed and was obviously in my consciousness and I had this this horrific experience on the second ceremony where I became convinced that I'd been poisoned by uh, the snake because I was having quite a sort of intense reaction like my, my vision was going funny I was panicking I was sweating and it was it was it was a bad trip really and uh, and I just wanted to get out of there and I wasn't supported I didn't feel at all supported by the shaman uh, so it was quite a sort of lonely terrifying experience and so much so that I chose to leave the retreat after that it was a seven day retreat and I left after the second ceremony yeah it, it just it wasn't a nice experience it left me quite fearful very fearful of of, of going back to ayahuasca and I knew that I had to go back for my own benefit, for my own growth. Because in the first ceremony, I could see that the medicine was doing what I needed. It was really making me confront my ego and my mental patterns. And so it's what I, it's what I wanted out of the experience. And as synchronicity would have it, as soon as I left that experience, I got back to Iquitos, got to my hostel, checked into my room, and there was only one other guy in the room, and it was my now good friend... Mikhail from Poland who was coming to yourself for a retreat and uh, Mikhail uh, if you're watching yeah hey <laughs> thank <man>. you <laughs> Mikhail is a client from about client or a patient would be the right word visitor <laughs> from about uh, seven months ago he came and since then whenever he travels anywhere he keeps sending us people uh, and um, you're one of them. I'm so one of he's, them. Yeah, he's our, he's our messenger. Yeah. Even though I didn't, I never asked him for it. So yeah, he was my guy. Thank you, Mikhail. You're uh, you're the light in the darkness, and uh, yeah, it was it was after a dark moment. It it just felt so right. Like within within 20 minutes of speaking to him about the experience about about the, your place and uh, his last experience there, and he mentioned he'd been there uh, and helped out. I'd, I'd sort of decided, booked and paid within 20 minutes. So it, ju it just felt right. I had no doubts at all, which is not... My last experience, I did have doubts, and they manifested, and it got the better of my experience. But that still did teach me some valuable lessons. Uh, so that's what that's the gist of what brought, what brought me to Ayahuasca, the specifics of what brought me to your place. And... Uh, 
Yeah. Very long-winded reply. Yeah. Uh, as, <laughs> as I warned you, he's very elaborate, uh, this guy. So Maybe I'm too elaborate. Maybe yeah, I need we, to. we need to work on that, uh, finding the balance between the uh, beauty of the words and expression and being concise exactly. as well. Exactly. But uh, this is an experiment we're doing, so uh, just for all of you to know. So uh, you came to our retreat, and then you had your experience, but... Um, in the end, uh, how you ended up here, right? Um, in, in the short, so we ever, after every ceremony, and we and we do on average five ceremonies per every retreat. After every ceremony, we do word circles, and um, your revelations after every night, the, the 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 things you were sharing, also the way you were sharing, were really impressive. I really liked the way you were expressing yourself. I, I told you several times you were very elaborate, and you said that it's something that nobody ever told you, and. Uh, you kind of have issues about uh, being like confident about your own talents and like even like finding what is your your, mm. your gift so you even wrote like a piece of sort of poetry oh, um, yeah. which uh, which we might read sometime in, uh, in uh, one of our further sessions because we're planning to do a few of those it's, it's kind of like a training for both of us to like to get get over the fear of camera and uh, yeah, for you yeah, to yeah. learn how to express your gift because really uh, if it if it did not uh, manifest itself yet in this video, uh, you just be patient, guys, because um, <laughs> so he, much knows pressure. How, he knows how to connect uh, two words uh, and, uh, and make it um, sound amazing. So you came to our retreat, and, and that's uh, from from that from from your journey and um, the way you're speaking. And then you said like, I, I want to find a place to stay in the nature for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, first I did not connect to those, but I was like, yeah, you can come and stay at our place, which is near the retreat we run, and um, we'll use those couple days to just um, go through some thoughts, because at every word circle, millions of nuggets come, come out, and it's just uh, amazing, amazing, very dense, deep conversation mm -hmm. between 10, 15 people. But uh, when, whenever I come back home, and I think I need to create some content to let other people understand what it's all about I'm I don't have any words mm. so hopefully with you and me together we can make it happen so um, your Ayahuasca experience um, night by night do you, do you still remember more or less the progression and like where uh, did you start and where did you end and, yeah. and how and uh, What's the progress between that traumatic experience in this ayahuasca retreat in Peru and, and where you are now? I, I certainly remember the, the succession. Without my notebook, it, I won't remember all the details, but because it was so profound, it's definitely left its imprint on my mind. And, and as I said before, even that really negative experience was ironically exactly what I needed. It was, it was a really valuable teacher and uh, Ultimately, it helped me realize that the thing that I was running away from was myself. The medicine was doing what it does best, which was illuminating the interior and shining a light on the darkness. And the darkness was so dark that I had to externalize it in this sort of delusion of being poisoned by a snake and then try and escape that snake narrative that I'd created. So it was really this sort of case of projecting my own fear outwards and then running away from my own projections. And uh, and I, I literally did run away. I opened, I, 
literally pretended I was going to the toilet and just ran. I was like, I can't be in here anymore. And I didn't go far and I turned back around and, but I, I ran physically and figuratively away from my own fear. And uh, so this was something I came into the, the retreat to overcome, to understand, because uh, I was left very confused what was real, what wasn't real, what was mine, what wasn't mine. And uh, so the first night was a powerful experience. It was uh, not powerful in terms of like lucid visions. Or you, you hear a lot about these really vivid images and stuff. There was none of that. But it, for me, what I wanted was more of an internal introspective experience of confronting my own ego and confronting my own mental patterns to find out what it was that was preventing me from living life to the fullest, what was holding me back in sort of every aspect of life, specifically socially and, and, and in terms of expression. And uh, I also wanted some sort of guidance on my relationship and, and with my, my girlfriend, Martina, and, uh, and, and my, I wanted to get in touch with my heart because I've always sort of been someone who struggles knowing what the true emotions are and, and being in touch with the heart and uh, so the, the journey was a progression towards that place really uh, so I'll try and keep it as concise as possible and on the first night it brought up a lot of I guess it scrubbed the bottom of the subconscious, it brought a lot of ideas up, it brought a lot of memories up, it brought a lot of people from the past up, and it brought a lot of doubts up. It was like, am I on the right path? Am I with the right person? Perhaps I should be going in a different direction. And this was something that I didn't like, it was something that I was resisting. Uh, and it was something that was, there was no resolution to on that first night which as it turns out was a good thing because it allowed me to contemplate that before the next ceremony set my intentions for the next ceremony and then and, and then seek the results and the next ceremony shone further light on this this problem it was uh, the next ceremony was a realization of how negative I was as, as a person and that I create my own suffering really with my own negativity with my own mental thought my own patterns of thought just in, in judging situations as being negative uh, just just looking at them through a, a, a tinted lens and uh, for, for example sort of like the mind will be going oh this isn't working nothing's going to happen this is this is rubbish this this is no good, uh, I need more, or... So all these sort of nuances of like character, like, like aspects of greed, impatience, negativity, that were all sort of coming to the surface in this, this sort of, this mental outburst. And uh, there was a moment where I just sort of took a sort of, what's the word like I, I sort of like collected myself and I was like hang on a minute 
the negativity is me. I, I've been looking for this negativity like outside, but it's me. It's this lens. My mind is the lens through which reality is perceived. And if this lens is just full of negativity, reality is also going to be full of negativity. And this was like a, a pivotal moment because it then really sort of opened up the floodgates into realizing a lot of my historic patterns and my behaviors and my actions specifically with regards to my girlfriend which was something that meant a lot to me and I really wanted to understand why I was the way I was and why I'd done certain things and uh, and it's like all these questions had the same answer and it was an answer that I would have done anything not to face including run away from ceremonies or run away from my girlfriend or ultimately my pattern had been to run away from myself to run away from the negativity because the ego would do literally anything other than accept that it is the problem and that was my sort of big moment of okay it's me I am the problem I can't blame this on anyone else, I can't blame this on any life circumstances, any traumas, any whatever. It's me, it's, it, no one else is controlling my mind for me, therefore this has to just be owned. And it's at the moment that I started to own my own darkness that the healing then started to, to happen. It was like the more honest I was being with myself. The more that the, the more the medicine was then giving me in terms of, of healing and just I mean I can't even stress enough like how important this was to, to realize that me wanting to get away from my girlfriend was because I'd been projecting my own negativity onto her and then not recognizing that thinking the negativity was like an intrinsic quality of hers and then trying to run away from that negativity. It's almost comical because I'm literally creating the negativity that I'm trying to run away from. And, and, and so that was, yeah, I can vividly picture the page in my notebook where I wrote that down because I knew how much that hurt my girlfriend over the, the time we'd been together. And uh, this is the ceremony two we're talking. This is ceremony two, yeah. A few, few comments. Uh, first of all, I really, I really like how Eldridge has his had his purpose. Uh, one of the guys from yeah, the groups yeah, to to become uh, to to become a better husband to his uh, fiance because he's going to be married on tenth tenth. Uh, easy to remember. Hope he invites me. <laughs> uh, and uh, it kind of rubbed on you, and you got got the inspiration from this. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's really nice to see yeah. the, the group dynamics, right? Because yeah. we positively influence each other exactly. during the ceremony. Yeah. yeah, that was a really inspiring intention of his, and. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely uh, definitely was something that I wanted to, to incorporate. And so night three, well, how, did, how did it go? Night three, night three was a dark one. Like, yeah, night three was like symbolically and literally it was the last of the night ceremony. And uh, so night night two finished and I was, I was content. I, w I was content that I'd finally figured out these doubts and confusions in my relationship and that was one of the main things I wanted so I was a really I was a happy customer at that point it was like so far my progress has been really 
really like beneficial it's exactly what I wanted and but there was also something else there was something there was a part of me that was saying okay that's great you've, you've, you've done psychological work you've figured out relationship stuff but that's not everything like there's more questions I've got with regards to the nature of reality the darkness what forces act on us and sort of these personal sort of almost philosophical inquiries about life and and, and death although death wasn't on my mind at the time in terms of the inquiry it turns out that that was a big part of it and uh, so ceremony three was ceremony three is where I chose to drink a slightly higher dose one and a half cups because I wanted to go deeper than this psychological level and well I guess it was still psychological but deeper and uh, and that really got me down into the realms that I was scared to go and that was like the realm of my own fear and I was sort of sat there with my blindfold on meditating into the experience and perceiving this sort of astral space and it, it had like a it, it's it's a weird one to describe because it's 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 like trying to describe space it's, it was like the feeling of space it was like this sort of cold vast expanse but also lonely and quite scary because it's like well who else is here like and I think although I can't be sure this is just my sort of interpretation I think that's like the mental space that I was I was perceiving and there was this sort of looming presence there like this negativity that I was quite confused about I was thinking maybe it was the medicine because it was there was some sort of vague geometric patterns and this sort of like droning noise almost like insects and and I was thinking okay maybe this is a medicine I shouldn't resist and I should just go into the experience and as I started to get closer I started to feel more and more uncomfortable and something told me that this isn't something I should go near it's something I should back away from and uh, I'm trying to sort of remember consecutively how it happened but it became apparent from, for one reason or another I think it was the I think it was the it was the experience of having well I had my eyes closed but I also had like a a blind for a, a sleeping mask on so there was no light it was completely dark but I was able to apprehend this mental space but it was like boundary there was something blocking it this 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 negativity or presence and for, for some reason it was it just sort of came to me like just this knowing with my absolute certainty that I'd been blinded or veiled by darkness or a shadow of some description and uh, that was kind of like a, a moment of like it wasn't really like a happy moment it was like it was a realization but it wasn't really a great one it was like oh shit this is kind of like a helpless realization like realizing that you've been trapped or cornered or, or whatever and so this is something that I'd suspected from previous experiences 
and then this really sort of confirmed it. It was being in in in, in like pr proverbial darkness, and uh, and then after that, once I it's like once I realised that, then the negativity started to torment me. It started to play with me, and it became apparent that the negativity. When I say negativity, I'm not talking about the negativity of my my patterns. It's almost like it was a negativity of like this this darkness or shadow that was beyond me. And it's almost like that that darkness plays with our own fears, and like our fears are like these prickly bits that it can grab a hold of. And for me, one of my deepest, darkest fears was dying of cancer like my dad did from a, a young age and it's something that really sat there in the bottom of my mind and it really sort of weighed me down but because I'd because I was so afraid of it I'd pushed it down in my mind so far that I sort of didn't realize it existed and uh, I guess my analogy would be like when you leave like a a, a jar of like muddy water for a while all the dust the dirt settles to the bottom and it's like that's kind of the layers of the mind and this medicine sort of stirred it all up and brought all this stuff to the top and so it could be sort of observed and worked with and and so then it then it just got into these really sort of like dark thoughts like convictions that I, I had cancer convictions that I was dying convictions that there was something eating me up from the inside and uh, yeah that it was just a really really sort of like it was dark it was unpleasant but thankfully and this is where the massive lesson of my negative experience from the last place kicked in it was like well I know this darkness and therefore I know I need to sit with it I know that running away from it is not the right thing to do I need to sit with it so even though it was horribly dark inside, I was able to sit there reasonably still. And that's kind of where it got left. No, it didn't. I beg your pardon, it didn't get left there. That's where I thought it got left. And I was sat there like, okay, well, I don't want any more from this ceremony. I'm not going to expect the light to come. I'm just going to look forward to the day ceremonies and hope that the light comes then. But then, as I was sort of sat there, I, well, I went to the bathroom, and I looked in the mirror, and I was <laughs> kind of lost in the mirror for an unknown amount of time, just looking, looking into my eyes, and trying to recognise myself. But then, as I was looking into my eyes, my face was looking unrecognisable. It was like the real me wasn't the face, it wasn't the, the body, it was something that I could apprehend like deep in the eyes like behind the eyes that's where I actually was not this this body and this face that I had become confused into thinking was me and so I think that maybe helped switch something a bit in my mind because it's when I got back to my bed in the ceremony space and was going to start writing and then and then this is when Daniel my very good friend Daniel, who I'm very glad to have found at this, this retreat, that's one of the most... 
uh, one of the things that I'm the most grateful for for meeting meeting Daniel and uh, in this moment he was sat there meditating with a candle and I was just watching him and just seeing him sort of just it, it started to dissolve this uh, this negativity and I just had this like outpouring of love for him I just was just just admiring him as a person just sort of sat there thinking like you absolute wonderful person just all this love pouring out and and that's when it started to my experience started to come up, up uphill a bit when I started to feel this love for other people like when I was able to recognize this light in other people that was like my my steps up from this low point and, and you were also one of these people when when you walked past and and I was like can I give you a hug and then we had this nice moment and that was another sort of moment of just like pure appreciation and love and admiration and and then the same with Jared as well later in the evening and and like you guys really just sort of helped and, and this is the support that I'm, I'm talking about and I'm grateful for like this place just had the right support the right people in the right times in the right moments just to to lift me out of these these dark places and uh, so ceremony three finished on on a very loving no, I was just so I was just so thankful I was filled with so much gratitude and, and it was pure gratitude like I've never experienced before it wasn't gratitude for anything selfish it was just gratitude for things and people beyond my control it was just a pure gratitude for life, for love for, for other people's presence and yeah, that was a really nice way to end end day three. Uh, after the dark moments, uh, it ended on a on a lighter moment, and uh, th there still wasn't the resolution. There was still a knowing that I'd been blinded, and uh, but but the first step to becoming unblinded was was to recognise the light in other people, and uh, and that's that's where it, it happened and uh, do you want me to keep, just progress through the yeah. whole yeah, so yeah. then we had the day four <clears throat> day four is the rest day and yeah. then the ceremony ceremony four on day five is a day ceremony yeah. so how was yeah, that yeah, different yeah. and uh, how, how did that uh, go yeah this was uh, this was another interesting one I mean it had its own sort of challenges anyway and uh this one was, for me, it was a short experience. The medicine kicked in faster than it usually did. Uh, and it, it ended faster than it usually did. And I didn't drink a second cup. And, uh, and this one really sort of just revealed one thing to me. And it was a very important thing. And, and it was... It was... Uh, it was uh, it was a realization of of self hatred, which is like a, a, a something I'd never even said out loud before. Like, like why would I hate myself? Like, it, it was just like a weird, it, even just a weird combination of words that like almost shouldn't be put together. And uh, 
yeah, as I was meditating into the experience, I was again observing the mind and just watching where it was going. And then it became apparent that the mind was polarized into two opposing forces almost, or regions. And there was this one aspect that I would consider me or my voice, which is the one that is the, the one that owns all of the qualities and attributes that I consider to be mine. So the positive things. And then there was this other voice, this sort of dark shadow side that was the personality or, or the manifestation of all of these qualities and attributes that I would reject, that I wouldn't want to be associated with. And one of these was, was hatred, like self-hatred. And it became apparent because I was just observing this voice and it was autonomous. I guess this is what these these uh, people in, in psychology mean when they refer to like an autonomous psychic complex. It was like I was watching somebody else as if I was watching a movie, someone just go on a monologue. Like I wasn't controlling it. I was just allowing it to just express itself. And it was just expressing itself in just pure, pure hatred and pure negativity. Like things like, I hate this rotting body. I, I hate this stupid, flesh and I hate this just just everything everything you could think of was 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 uh, preceded by by hatred there was no positivity there was no light there was no appreciation or gratitude it was just a voice of pure darkness pure it was devoid of, of any love or any compassion or self-care or and it's like this is the darkness that that has been inside me this this shadow side has been tormenting me and 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 this this just to observe this was it was quite quite shocking it was like oh my god this is this is quite alarming this is quite worrying like this is like mental illness this is this is just the epitome of 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 a sick mind just this hatred for its own self its own body it was like it was this it, w it was like it was cancer it was like it was in every sense of the word just this destructive thing that destroys its own host like this this toxicity of the mind and so it was really alarming but I was also Thankfully, in the moment, I was grateful that it had been revealed to me and, and discovered. And there was a moment then of realising one of the things that I'd, had, had sort of tormented me and troubled me over the years was this sort of hypochondria that had developed, like this conviction that there was something wrong with me, like physically, like this sickness. And... Uh, like there was sort of like strange pains in the chest but that would kind of move around so it was kind of a weird thing went to the doctors and stuff and there was no real resolution and so this is something that had troubled me for a while and then there was this moment of realisation that there was this alien inside me this thing that was completely foreign completely alien to me like the complete other the thing that I was not that I was completely unaware of 
and this thing was my own negative emotions that I'd become so detached from and I had made so unconscious that I didn't even know they existed to the point where I was mistaking it for some sort of physical illness or some sort of demon or some sort of negative energy or just something inside my body that shouldn't be there and and it sort of became so clear in that moment that my spiritual path up until that point had been so flawed because I'd been trying to kill this thing I'd been trying to like banish this darkness this entity like and that's just making the problem worse that's just pushing it further away and increasing the tension between these two opposites and it was like I was trying to kill a part of myself it's like if you get confused and, and don't realise this is your hand and you're trying to cut it off it's just kind of it's ridiculous and that's exactly what I've been doing for so long in like meditation in, in contemplation in everything that's I've just been trying to do that for like two years straight probably every day and so it's just created this like inner tension just this torment and this inner torment that's sort of just been driving me insane and realizing this once I'd identified what it was then the medicine was helping me to purge it and I was sick like physically sick, purged and it's like I just became lighter I became so much lighter like I got rid of so much darkness and negativity that had been haunting my presence for so long and after I'd purged Daniel sort of came over and he was like bro what's just happened like you look completely different, your energy's changed your eyes have changed and I felt so much different I felt joy and I felt yeah I, I felt I felt a way that I hadn't felt in a long, long time. Like, just this, this... Do you still feel that way? Yeah, yeah, I feel... I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot to integrate and there's a lot to process, but... I feel that way. I feel that I've released so much negativity and I feel that this is just the beginning of a journey into... Like, I've managed to brush away cobwebs, but they will continue to accumulate with life and I'll mm -hmm. need to continue the housework so to speak and that's a very rational way of uh, seeing it not just like a one-time thing yeah yeah forever make yeah, you yeah exactly because i think i've fallen into that trap uh, before like okay ayahuasca it's going to be like a snap enlightenment moment and then you're done and mm -hmm. you can hang your coat up and, and and whatever else and so that was a really sort of really powerful moment that was a really I mean, I'm just so grateful. I just, I just couldn't even imagine that this sort of linear progression could happen. Like it was not. It don't get me wrong. It was tough. It was hard work, but it was completely manageable. It was completely. And I don't want to tempt fate. And it's not that I'm saying that I can handle ayahuasca. I'm just saying that it gave me an experience that it knew I could manage, and that knew it knew I could process, and and it knew I could connect the dots like it's like the, the week was a ladder and every sort of day was another step up that another rung up the ladder and and uh step five yeah step five <laughs> step five was the uh 
the one that allowed me to poke my head out of the uh, of the cave or the hole or wherever I'd been hidden for all this time. And uh, yeah, I mean, step five is ceremony five, the last day ceremony, well, the last ceremony as well. And uh, I mean, this one I'm going to struggle with because this one was really like this was my uh, this was my life changing moment that maybe really shouldn't even be put into words and uh, it was almost like you know in the word circle after the fourth ceremony I was saying that I discovered that my mind was polarised into these two opposites and I had this idea that they were opposing forces and that the next step was their unity which meant the dissolution of them both it's the minus one and the plus one together it's zilch and and it's almost like that process occurred. It was like this sort of critical mass had been reached. Like these opposites had become so charged that this sort of like fusion process occurred. It was like this annihilation. And it was, it was, an, it was a self-annihilation. It was, and it, it's so fascinating how like, I've been sort of educated in a very rational scientific way and and that's been one of my drawbacks for most of my life, not being able to see past this veil of, of rationality. But it became so fascinating that what we see on the outside, like this sort of fusion that I've described, it, it seems to be what happens on the inside. It's like, which one's a reflection of which? Or are, it, are, they, are they the same? Or And so that was a really sort of... <clears throat> that's something I'm going to take away and and consider but it was it was this moment of self-annihilation it was this moment of everything that I was in that moment or up until that moment all of my beliefs thoughts patterns Oliver Scott like my me as it, it was just the death of that it was it was just a complete <clears throat> it was just a complete death and that's not to say that I've experienced a permanent ego death and I'm free of ego because that's not the case but that's okay because this is something that I like it's almost transformed my perception I had this idea that it was this you had to kill the ego and then and then you're enlightened but that was not that was a, 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 a distorted way of looking at it it was almost like it needed to be my ego needed to be sort of smashed into pieces so it could then reconstruct itself in like a in a more holistic or healthy way. Yeah, complete um, ego death would be something terrible. Like cause you, you need your ego to function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It'd be like just a blank slate. You would and, be just uh, part of a tree or something. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's uh, ego is uh, ego is what makes you go and work and make money and buy food and have relationships yeah. we need ego yeah but this what you say it is what happened to me um, at, at my last uh, ceremony yeah. which was uh, for you was a uh, night three i felt that i got dismantled mm. for a short bit of time in mm. that um, uh, psychic realm where there's like those um 
kind of tube-like, glisten, glistening, snake-like, black and white sort of levels moving mm. against each other. I don't know what this place is, but when I go there, I get dismantled, mm. and then I got reassembled, mm. and whatever was, um, whatever did not belong, mm. got removed, and this is what came out of me out of purge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I slept, I slept through all of the beginning of my mm. ceremony. I just. Um, I started seeing things and then I lost it because I got distracted and yeah. just decided to rest. I fell asleep mm. and I woke up in that dimension, mm. which was also like scary. And I was like trying to let go and like do my best, but it's obviously that it feels very uncomfortable when yeah, your ego yeah. is being dissolved. But then after that and after purging that, which was also uncomfortable, but at the same time amazing, mm. I came back into my body and I just felt so comfortable. I yeah, felt yeah. that I was like complete and there was nothing no tension and yeah, no yeah. everything was really just nice and flowing and I yeah, would just yeah. stretch out and just like it's amazing yeah yeah so how things should be that's how it, it should be and yeah. I, I think uh, this kind of short maintenance ayahuasca experience mm. uh, for me every couple months mm. it just keeps me uh, human yeah 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 but sorry I, I distract you so no no it's it's of course very relevant and uh yeah, it, it, it was it was it was a moment that really changed my life, and uh, it. I think the the thing that finally allowed this to happen. It's like my ego, had been a closed, loop, or maybe my my mind. And I'm not. This is something I need to take away and and contemplate, like the differentiation between mind and ego, but. <coughs> For argument's sake, let's say my mind had been a completely closed sphere, and it's full of all these ideas and belief systems, and I'd never been beyond my own mind, and and because it was a closed system, it was therefore separate from everything else. So the outside world world was exactly that. It was the outside world, and the mind was something that was inside, and it was different, and this separation exist existed. And whatever happened in that moment, there was this that I was purging, and I just became aware of this other dimension or realm, and it just felt so sacred. I was, as I was being sick into this bucket, I was surrounded by. I mean, it's funny how you've got these sort of like dichotomies of like the sacred but you're also being sick into a bucket and and it, it was it was so sacred and i was just thanking thanking these energies that were it was like a, i was surrounded by like ancestors or indigenous people and they were playing music and i could hear them and and they were helping me get out all these wrong ideas like i was just being sick all this untruth all these wrong notions and and wrong concepts that had blinded me and uh it was this moment where i was just became completely free of whatever it was that was entrapping me whatever it was that was holding me back these energies or whatever i became completely free there was this opening and i was able to see for the first time beyond the mind it was like it was like the mind is this sphere and, and, and the boundary of that sphere is like the end, like death 
and so to move beyond that is almost like to move it might sound grandiose but to move beyond death it was like move beyond the idea of death because ultimately death is just an idea that I've got in my mind and and it, the idea of it being a fixed and final thing again that's just my idea it's like it's just something I I held and one of the th ideas I also held was that I'd lost my dad forever and that he was gone forever and that concept of forever was so rigid and hard and I just sort of smashed right through it I just I just became aware of this other side of life and it was like pure light it was just it just sort of got rid of all the fear certainly the fear of death because it was like well you're just passing over from one side to the other so it's the unknown aspect that was scaring me it was not knowing what was beyond the mind and although I might I may not know what was beyond the mind although I may not know what's beyond the mind I know there is a beyond like I know that there's something behind that that veil and, and this is what did it for me. This is what sort of allowed me to release this tension. It's like this tension was a conflict between my own idea of what reality is and my own ego. And they just, they've got nowhere else to go. So they're just bouncing against each other. And it was like my, my, my concept of reality was just ripped completely open. And, and, and I was like, I was just tensing like, and, and this energy was surging through me. It was like I was a filament, and, and and just this energy was just illuminating me from the inside. It was it was really, really powerful stuff. And and I, I asked for some advice off the tighter before the ceremony. I, 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 my question was tighter uh, is a shaman uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I asked for this advice, and my question was. Uh, I've been blinded by the darkness and I need to see. Can you advise me? And he said, you need to develop faith that the light exists within. You obviously have faith that the darkness exists within, which is how it has blinded you. And so you need that faith of the light. And it was, it was very, very, very potent advice. And, 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 and following the pattern of our previous experiences, there was another progression and then I did find that light inside I found this opening in the heart into this other dimension and it was it was not it wasn't out there it was nothing from beyond it was it was right in here it was it was opening up this door in the heart which allowed consciousness or awareness whatever to experience like liberation from the mind it's like this trap door was opened and all this energy was like i'm going to go out this way instead i found another route i found the path of the heart instead of the path of the mind and uh and that, an idea an, an image is just coming into my head and it's almost like the head and mind is like a rubber glove and you've got this fist that's trying to punch through it into the world but it's it, it's like this it's grabbing but it's not actually it can't get through the mind because the mind is the glove it can animate it and it can make it move into all these shapes and concepts and thoughts and ideas 
but ultimately you need the animating principle to retract back out of the glove and go out of another door and that's what happened it was like this 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 energy found a different path and that's my true beginning this is the beginning of my path of the heart instead of the path of the mind and I just became aware of how destru destru destructive the path of the mind is and and it just manifests in the world around us like yeah this is a big problem in society at large we focus a lot on on the head and thinking and mm. being smart mm. but we focus extremely little on on our heart and yeah this exactly. is a problem i personally work on myself like yeah developing a, a empathy and feeling for other people and not just being you know strategizing and yeah. scheming in your mind you know yeah like, yeah uh, exactly yeah exactly like uh, that was me 24 7 life is more than that than just like uh, planning everything and yeah, executing yeah. it yeah uh, exactly where, where in between planning and executing do you actually live your life right mm. i'm guessing yeah. that would be in your heart and yeah it, it, it's previously all been up here and now I'm, I'm intending to find the right balance and okay Oliver let's wrap up wrap up this first session yeah, uh, yeah. it's sunny and I uh, see you're sweating yeah and very very hot and, and, <laughs> and I need to go and uh, buy some groceries as well yeah I hope I haven't rattled on too much to uh our you did potential, potential quite a lot but it was all very interesting and, <laughs> and insightful um, as I said you do have the talent that, that you need to explore and I think I hope hopefully this will be the beginning of you're losing that fear of the camera and then gradually getting better and you know, so finding your voice in the world because a lot of people deserve to hear what you have to share yeah and this is only your beginning of your experience with those medicines mm. and, and other mm. modalities mm. so eventually you might be the voice that explains people explains to people why this mm. is valuable and yeah helps them to do it themselves mm. as well and uh, you know be you you'll be that uh, light in the dark so i can only hope so yeah once again thank you for thank you, coming man. to yeah. our retreat Cheers. and hoping you're uh, you know giving yourself in uh, to us to our taita and, uh, and then coming out uh, better on the other side yeah. Yeah, so yeah. thank you thank you Trae nai nai con la vida, vida de la baila, cura con la guaira, limpia, limpia, taita, vi.